0: I was reading, since this is a missions conference, I, I was reading a, a couple of prayer letters from a missionary right before the service. And I'd like for you to read them with me. In the book of Romans, chapter number 15, you find that place there. And then in Second Thessalonians, chapter number 3 we read of a prayer letter sent to the church at Rome and then we see the same missionary sending a prayer letter to the book to the church at Thessalonica and I thought it would be good if we just kind of gleaned a little bit from those prayer letters, it kind of sets the preface of what we, who are not going to the mission field, can do to help those who on the mission field while we remain here in our place of comfort and ease, and so, I read for you a prayer letter from the apostle Paul, and he is the first missionary other than Jesus Christ. And he writes in verse 30 of Romans chapter 15, I, now I beseech you brethren, for the Lord Jesus Christ's sake and for the love of the spirit that you strive together with me in your prayers to God for me. Paul is saying, pray for me, your missionary. Strive together with me in prayer for the ministry that I'm trying to perform here. Pray for me. Well, Paul, are you serious? Uh, Look at verse 30, I beseech you. I plead with you. I beg you. If you can do anything for me as a missionary, Paul said, strive together with me in prayer. Pray for me. Verse 31, that I may be delivered from them that do not believe in Judea, And that my service may be accepted of the saints. That I may come unto you with joy by the will of God. And may with you be refreshed or renewed. Paul said, if you can do one thing for me as a missionary, pray for me. Won't cost us much to pray for the missionaries. He writes a prayer letter also to the church at Thessalonica, and he says to them in chapter three, Second Thessalonians chapter three, and verse one Finally, brethren, pray for us pray for us that the word of the Lord may have free course pray for us that the word of the Lord would be glorified even as it is with you Pray for us that we may be able to be delivered from unreasonable and wicked men. For all men have not faith. I think the best thing we could do for our missionaries is to pray for them. Now, Wednesday night passed. We had a missionary to... uh, Nicaragua, thank the Lord for the Holy Spirit behind me by the name of Andrew. Thank you, buddy, because I was trying to think and it's hard for me to think now that I'm old. And he presented a need. that He needed $8,000 to buy some property just to join into his church. And we were so blessed to be able to buy that property for them and give them $1,000 to start their building. But now that's spent... It's gone. What can we do now? Pray. Pray. That the Lord and his word may be glorified. Pray that Christians on the foreign field can be delivered from unreasonable and wicked men. Could I ask you a question not to condemn now? How long has it been since you prayed specifically for somebody who's left the comforts of America because they love the Lord and they want to see people saved? How long has it been, and I am ashamed, has it been since I? personally, diligently besought the Lord for the favor of a missionary. Well, I'm too busy, then you're too busy. We need to learn to pray. And in the Bible, most prayers that are prayed are always specific and not general. People pray for physical healing. People pray for domestic healing. People pray for spiritual healing. We need to learn to pray. A brilliant scientist Sir Isaac Newton said he could take his telescope and look millions and millions of miles into space. And then he added but when I lay aside my telescope and go into my room of prayer and shut the door and get on my knees and in earnest prayer I see more of heaven and feel closer to the Lord than if I had every telescope on earth. The Bible said men ought always to pray and not to faint. Someone has said when man works only he only works. But when God and man work together and praise. God works. Amen. And I'd rather have God working in my life as to have all the wisdom of this world. Amen. We need to learn to pray for our kids when they're children. We need to learn to pray for our kids when they get bigger and are no longer children, but they're not yet adults. Yeah. And then we need to pray for ourselves that we'll act like our children and our adolescents learn how to live. The Bible said, call on me and I will answer thee and show thee great and mighty things. Wouldn't it be great to see God do something great and mighty? Yes, As I read my Bible over and over again, I see people in the Bible who prayed. The Bible said Moses prayed and God spared an entire nation. If you read your Bible very much, you'll find that Joshua prayed and made the son stand still. The Bible says that Hannah prayed and God gave her a wish and gave her a son by the name of Samuel. Some of us have prayed for sons and now we're asking God to take them back. (laughs) That don't work that way, does it? Solomon got wisdom in answer to his prayer. Fire fell from heaven and consumed the altar. When Elijah prayed, Jonah prayed and gave the whale an upset stomach. And out of the belly of hell, the Bible says, God delivered Jonah as a result of his prayer. Why don't we pray? Why do we try to do it all ourselves? And we don't even read the instructions on how to do it before we do it. Why don't we pray? Elisha prayed. For a double potion of the Spirit of God, and it did not even give God a headache when He bestowed a double potion of God's grace and power upon Elijah, Elisha. And it's amazing. Jabez prayed, and he prayed and he said, God, please bless me, enlarge my coast, and God, please keep me from evil. And God answered his prayer. Is there anything in your life today that you're having problems handling that you're too busy to ask God to take care of? it? Could God improve your bank account? Could God help you take all those pills you're taking every day? to stay awake and then go to sleep by. Could God get in the middle of the uppers and the downers that were taken taking to keep us healthy? Could God handle that little bratty teenager that won't mind? God's in the delinquent business. Did you know that? He knows just which string to pull, which bell to ring. Well, I don't know what I'm going to do with that kid. Don't bring him to me. I'll tell you, shoot him. But God knows exactly what to do. It's the issues of life closing in on you. God knows all about it. And with God, there's nothing Impossible. I wonder why don't we pray? Why do we always try to handle it ourselves? Have you ever bought anything and tried to put it together, and then you discover there's a package that says, "Dummy." This is how you put it together. Why is it we don't read the instructions first? Men ought always to pray. The ten lepers in the New Testament prayed and was immediately healed. Peter prayed and Dorcas was raised from the dead. The thief on the cross prayed and Jesus said, today, thou shalt be with me in paradise. The early church prayed and the angel was sent from heaven and nudged Peter and said, it's time to get up. Well, Peter said, how are we going to get out? And the angel said, I'll handle the doors. You just get up. And prayer delivered Peter from jail. The doors of Philippian jail fell off and hit the ground when Paul and Silas prayed at midnight. So I ask you today why don't we pray? Why haven't you? Pray. Did you know that God might send something your way that you cannot handle just to get you to pray? Because God uses troubles to teach us to pray. Amen. And God sends storms our way and the winds of our life blow that we might Realize we can't handle this life all by ourselves. I wonder today how many needs in our church has gone unmet because we fail to pray. How many hurts have gone unhealed because we fail to pray. How many people in our church now let me get a little personal. How many people in our church has gone through the rigors and the heartaches of divorce and yet still holding grudges and hurts that has not been handled? Amen. You might think we're having a funeral service instead of a preaching service. How many financial needs are worrying us to the nth degree and we're almost ready to pull our hair out but we've only forgotten to pray. How many loved ones go unsaved because we fail to pray. How many ministries that our church goes unfulfilled because we fail to pay? Families and relationships go divided because someone failed to pray. I wonder how much sickness prevails and how many pills we've taken. <laughs> And we're still just as sick as we are. And every time we go to the doctor, he just gives us some more pills. I wonder how much of that really is because we have failed to pray. I just thought I'd come by today. It's fascinating as you read uh, the accounts of prayers of the saints in the Bible. We don't serve the same God evidently because the saints in the Bible got their prayers answered. And we sit here dry, apathetic, cold, and miserable. And yet, men ought always to pray and not to faint. Call unto me, he said, and I will answer thee and show thee great and mighty things which thou knowest not. You ought to but you ought to bathe your kids in prayer. You ought to bathe your mate in prayer. I pray for Ginger regularly. Dear God, help me not to kill her. No. Dear God, help her not to kill me. Want to bathe our homes and our children in prayer. I uh, Determined where Andrew went, who he went with, how long he stayed, what kind of music he listened to, what kind of TV programs he listened to. That's why he turned out such a twerp. <laughs> but more than that, that boy's been bathed in prayer. Mandy took 10 times more prayer than he did. <laughs> I prayed with a Bible in one hand and a sticking in the other with Mandy. Bathe your family in prayer. Bathe each other. God forbid that I should sin against the Lord in ceasing to pray for you. Did you know you are an answer to my prayer? You are an answer to my prayer. You're here today because I prayed that God would send you. You say, you don't know my name, but I know somebody that does know your name, And me and him is on a one-way conversation. We're best of friends. I wonder why people don't pray. Church history is filled, and I love to read church history. Can you imagine for just a minute, and it has nothing to do with what I'm going to say. Can you imagine for just a minute in the late 1600s when they first started having congregational singing in a Baptist church? We fight over music. What kind of music? Can you imagine how difficult it was when the first quartet sang harmony in a Baptist church. It was like us having rap next Sunday. (laughs) You do realize that, don't you? A preacher by the name of Keish introduced it, introduced in 1697 congregational singing in a Baptist church you say, well, preacher, how? didn't they always sing? No, because when the church was started, it was started in houses and it was done in secret and they had to keep it quiet because of persecution like people like the apostle Paul who was Saul. And when they met, they could not be noisy. So thusly had no congregational singing. Now, if you don't ever learn another thing the rest of your life, thank God you came today. I love to read history. I love to read about people of old who went to God and prayed like George Mueller, who clothed and housed and fed thousands of orphans and never asked a man for anything and prayed millions and millions of dollars in to take care of those orphans in Bristol, England. I like to read about people like David Brainerd, missionaries, Hudson Taylor and Charles Finney. I love to read about those guys. Oh, by the way, did you know that Abraham Lincoln said many times, I've been forced to my knees realizing... There was simply no other place to go. Have you ever been there? Have you ever been where nobody understands and seemingly nobody cares? And it just seemed like everything's getting worse. Abraham Lincoln said, when that happens in my life, the only place I can go is on my knees in prayer. I wonder why people don't pray. George Washington knelt in the snow up to his knees at Valley Forge. But when he got up, God won the war. Amen. I wonder why we don't pray. Benjamin Franklin reminded the delegates of the opportunity and of the commitment to God's guidance and protection of the nation of the United States of America. Would to God some of those politicians would quit arguing about power and begin to pray and pray to the God of heaven that would guide this nation. Stonewall Jackson said this, I have so fixed the habit of prayer in my mind that I never raise a glass of water to my lips without lifting my heart to God in thanks and prayer for the water of life. I wonder why we are too busy to pray. I'm not talking about eeny, meeny, miny, moe. I'm not talking about lay me down to sleep. I'm talking about fervent prayer to God. The Bible said the fervent prayer of a righteous man. Do you know the rest of it? Availeth much. Could I please ask you in closing, are you tired of all your much? Is that why we don't pray? Could it be we don't pray because we've got too much? Could it be that we don't believe God can do what he says he can do? The Bible is filled with promises to modern day Christians and that God still promises to hear and answer prayer. Now for just a minute it's 1150 and the temperature is somewhere between here and yonder. It was about 30 some years ago maybe 33 years ago that I had no place to preach. And God sent a wife by and what, what about your front porch? And when we needed a place to preach, God furnished a front porch. Off in evangelism, someplace in the world, trying to help somebody else's church, my phone rang. And my wife said, honey. We found some land to build our church. I said, Where is it? She said, Just out the back door of the storefront where we're meeting. I said, Really? How much do they want? She said, $50,000. I looked in my wallet (laughs) and I prayed. And when we needed land, we prayed. And God gave us the land. We're broke. And we don't know what to do. So me and two or three other old men begin to dig the ditches for the foundation. We would hit that ground, it's like hitting concrete. Pow! And it was uh, 243 degrees outside, <laughs> ministerially speaking. And I prayed, Dear God, I don't know what to do. And a fellow we don't know drove by one day and said, Say, I got a backhoe. Would it be all right if I come down and dig those ditches? I said, No. We want to do it ourselves. <laughs> and so when God, when we needed a backhoe, God sent Gene Nelson. I never met him. And Gene Nelson dug the ditches. We sat here just dumb as a rock well now we got ditches dug. what kind of building are we going to put on it we didn't even have any blueprints we just had ditches <laughs> and two and a half acres and we prayed and somebody by the name of Pete Bentley came by who's a contractor and owns a cement company in Joshua And when we needed blueprints and concrete, God sent Pete Bentley. He's in heaven today. But he was a big help to us. It's amazing how God has answered prayer. Amen. Amen. We didn't have anybody that knew how to drive nails or anything, and God sent a Butch Lindsay. I've regretted that day ever since. (laughs) And night and day, we built that first building all by ourselves in six months. And we moved into the first building I could tell you, I I could spend the rest of the day talking about when we needed something. God sent by a Walter Mize who wrote the check and paid the bills. And every time Ginger and I goes home, walk into our house and God sent a Jesse and Dee Bernie by Amen. to build our house. I wonder why we're too busy to pray. I wonder why we ruin our families trying to get when God says call unto me. I will answer thee. Show thee great and mighty things which thou knowest not. John 14, verse 13 and 14. And whatsoever ye shall ask in my name, I will do that the Father may be glorified in the Son. And if you ask anything in my name, now listen, I will do it. That's John 14, verse 13 and 14. John Father says in John 15, verse 7, if you abide in me, and my words abide in you, you shall ask what you will. Now listen, and it shall be done unto you. I wonder why people don't pray. John 3 and 22, and whatsoever you ask, we receive of him because we keep his commandments. Do those things which are pleasing in his sight. 1 John 5 and verse 14 and 15. And this is the confidence that I have in him. That if we ask anything according to his will. He heareth us. And if we know that he hear us whatsoever we ask. We know that we have the petitions. That we desire of him. I could go on for hours, but James says, "You have not, because yes not. Men are always to pray. You have not, because yes, not. I want to close. Why should people pray? People in trouble ought to pray. David said, The poor man crieth, and the Lord heareth him and saveth out of all saveth him out of all his troubles. Your first call ought not be home, your first call ought to be to God. Amen. People who are in trouble need to pray people who need wisdom ought to pray the Bible says if any man lacketh wisdom let him ask of God that giveth to all men liberally and upbraideth not and it shall be given him men who need to be saved need to pray this is what you do If you're not sure you're going to heaven today, you ought to pray. If you want to spend eternity with God, you need to pray. If you want to be one of God's children, you need to pray. The Bible said, whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord and shall be saved. Amen. I wonder if there's anybody here today is wondering in your heart why haven't you prayed I close with this thought we ought to pray for our missionaries Paul said I beseech you brethren Romans chapter 15 I beseech you brethren I I beg you brethren I plead with you brethren Especially for the missionaries that's out of this church, you ought to pray for them. Randy Ashcraft. Brian Cohn. James Scott. You ought to pray for them every day. You ought to pray that God would open the door for the gospel. You ought to pray that they'd be bold. You ought to pray that God would protect them. You ought to pray for them. Paul, in closing the book to Thessalonica, he said, Brethren, pray for us. Pray for us. That the word of the Lord might have free course. And be glorified even as it is with you. And that we may be delivered from unreasonable and wicked men. For all men have not faith. Could I please encourage you today? Pray. Could I exhort you today? Pray. Pick somebody out you don't like. Pray for them. And watch God change them. Might not change them, but it sure change you. Amen. Amen. You say, I don't know anybody I don't like. Come to me and I'll introduce you to some. <laughs> Amen. 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 Go home and look in the mirror and ask God, Dear God, could you turn this frown upside down? Amen.